Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. Occupied, um, but I'm here. I'll wait for you. I'll feel you guys to come on before I get started. I'm excited about the content I'm going to share with you today, and I hope it's helpful, um, especially as we come to the close of the year. This is just some of the things that's been on my mind to talk about. Um, so, yes, 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 yes. Um, make sure you tell your friends and your followers that we're on today. Tuesday is our day to talk about leadership. Um, and that's what I do. That's what I love doing. So I'm glad that you guys are on today. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so glad that you're joining me on today. I'm going to be brief, um, but I believe that some of the tools um, that I'm going to give you today, you're going to be able to add to your arsenal um, of leadership and be able to use it and utilize it before the year is out. Um, that's really the goal for what I'm going to share with you today. As we're going to talk about ending the year strong so you can start 2017 great, right? 2017 is going to be a great, great year for us. So um, for those of you who do, do not know me, my name is Chanel Ramsey and I'm a leadership coach. Um, and so one of the things that I do as the uh, founder of Power Up Urban Leadership Network is that I take the time to share with you all about my leadership journey, things that I've learned along the way, um, some things that I've experienced, and then there's some things that I, I've, I've heard and I've watched people walk out, and I kind of just package those thoughts and um, bring them to you just to give you something to consider. As you're on your leadership journey, I often say that leadership is a journey, a learning journey, and um, you don't have to do it alone. We can do it together. Um, and so I'm hoping that this conversation will spark something in you, ignite something in you, will refine you in some way. Um, give you something new to consider um, as you are on this leadership journey. Um, and so if you are a leader in any aspect, um, just a leader in your life or a leader in ministry or in business, I hope that some of the things that I share with you can be helpful. Um, like I always tell people, you might not be able to use it right now, but if you add it to your leadership toolkit, there will be a time. There is coming a day where you'll be able to pull it out and apply it to your life. I don't um, by any means consider myself to be an expert in the area of leadership, so, but it's just some things that I've learned along the way. And what I've come to understand is that if you um, if you share your experience with other people, it can help them avoid some of your same mistakes. And so that's what we're doing. Um, we're just sharing some of the things that we learned. And so I'm excited because today we're going to talk about the power of evaluation. And I know that that word evaluation is not a popular word. Um, it's not something that you hear a lot of, especially in the church. Um, but from my own experience, I was a I was the type of leader that would forge ahead, right? You know, those type of leaders that are, you know, they got their flag out and they're trying to take new territory and they're trying to advance and they're trying to grow and they're ambitious. Um, and that was me. I was very, very focused on the future and moving forward and progress. Um, but I failed to realize that there were a lot of pitfalls that I that could have been avoided had I took the time to slow down and reflect and evaluate. 
And and what I learned after I got the wisdom to slow down, reflect, and evaluate, when I got the wisdom, I realized, man, I could have avoided that hardship. I could have um, not had to go through that circumstance or that situation had I reflected and evaluated. So when you hear that word evaluation, I know sometimes it make a few people uncomfortable because we have been mishandled during evaluations. Um, people have not um, given us the, the tools we needed to be able to come and then evaluate us. Um, there's been some missing pieces in our evaluation. Um, but when I hear the word evaluation, I think about the word value. I hear the word value. Um, everything, um, everything that you evaluate, you can find value in, right? Evaluating the past helps you to extract the value from the those experiences. When you evaluate the past, you're able to extract the value from those experiences. People are very quick to say that experience is the best teacher. John Maxwell and myself beg to differ. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. You can have many, many experiences, but if you never evaluate those experiences, you'll never be taught by those experiences. You'll never be able to extract the value that comes out of those experiences. Because wisdom seeks clarity, but evaluated experience delivers clarity. Right? Wisdom seeks it. You have a heart for it. You want to know it. But when you evaluate your experience, you'll definitely find that place of clarity. So wisdom seeks clarity, but evaluated experience delivers it. And so there are a few things I was just thinking about as I was preparing. Like, you know, why don't we evaluate? Why don't we evaluate? And so here are some of the thoughts that came to me about why leaders don't evaluate. Um, and the reason why I'm talking about this, and I really want to be frank with you, is because we're going into 2017. I don't know about you all, but my spirit has already shifted since September into the next year. Um, and I'm already planning and preparing both spiritually and naturally for what 2017 holds for myself and for my organization organization. Um, but what happens is we 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 don't um, we walk into new new seasons, new years without evaluating the past one, and so you again you don't really get the value of it. And so, uh, in order for us, especially as leaders moving forward, to avoid some of the same mistakes, right? It's nothing wrong with making a mistake, but there is something wrong with making the same mistake over and over and over again. Um, there is something at the core, systemically wrong, that you have to evaluate to find out what it is to identify it. Diagnose it and then begin to remedy that issue. And so when I start to think about evaluation, I want to talk about this because I feel like these last three months are crucial, right? They're crucial to your growth. They're crucial to your progress. They're crucial to you moving forward effectively. Many of us do ministry, but are we effective? If you don't evaluate, you'll never know if you are effective. You'll never know if what you're doing is effective. And so um, you can't evaluate something that you haven't set goals around. How do you know what success looks like? And so we're going to jump into some of those topics, but these last three months are crucial for your preparation to your next season and to where you want to see yourself personally go, where you want to see your business or your ministry go. So October, November, December, take the time to evaluate. And so here are some of the reasons why we don't evaluate. Some of us are too busy, right? 
Uh, I know a lot of leaders, especially in New York, it's go, 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 go. Everyone's trying to build, build, build. And we're, you know, we're too busy to support each other, too busy to evaluate, too busy to, to, to really focus on ourselves, self-care, too busy for it, too busy for all these different things. But you have to realize that busyness does not equal productivity. And the only way you're going to be able to measure productivity is if you evaluate. Sometimes in order to take an effective step forward, you have to take a step back. And that's uncomfortable for a lot, a lot of us who um, have that forge ahead mentality. Hey, Jason, Pastor Jason is on. Jasmine, so good. Thank you guys for joining me. And so again, um, you start to see that we're too busy to evaluate. And when you're too busy to evaluate, in essence, what you're saying is I'm too busy to progress. Right, because you end up working smarter, um, harder, and not smarter because you haven't taken the time to evaluate. Um, why don't we evaluate? Because evaluations are painful sometimes. <laughs> it's painful. It's a painful process. Sometimes, um, you know, we 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 try to um position ourselves where we're just constantly focused on the future, um, but not realizing that our past is now impeding on the future because we haven't evaluated and made the necessary adjustments to move forward effectively. Um, another reason why we don't evaluate is because um, the feedback that we're about to give or that, that um, when we're evaluating staff, sometimes the feedback we're about to give is a long overdue. Hey, Donald, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'm I'm well. I hope you're well as well. Um, so you know, sometimes we have uh, moments where we need to give um, feedback to our staff or to our team. Um, you know. And it's stuff that we should have said a long time ago. It's it's like the elephant in the room. It's something, so it makes the evaluation process a little bit uncomfortable. Some of us don't evaluate because we don't know how. Um, we're living in the 21st century, and that, that you don't know how is just unacceptable. It, it really, really is. Google it, and it will tell you how to, to perform an evaluation, how to evaluate yourself as a leader, then how to evaluate others. Um, some of us don't evaluate because we don't think it will work. Um, again, when you when you think about the word evaluate, you have to hear also the word value. There is value in evaluating. So sometimes we don't see the results that we think we should see after an evaluation. So we don't think that again it's working or that it's necessary. Um, but we have to evaluate. One scripture that came to mind that I, I didn't even really think of it this way. But in Mark chapter 9, I want you to take time to read that scripture where um, Jesus' um, disciples, um, the man brought his son to Jesus' disciples to cast the, de the demons out of him. And um, they couldn't. And they couldn't. And so the Bible says in verse 28 that they went to Jesus privately and they asked him, like, why couldn't we cast this devil out? In other words, they were saying, I need some feedback, right? I need you to talk back to me and tell me, what am I missing? Um, I need, I'm evaluating my experience. The disciples were evaluating their experience and seeking out feedback and counsel. People who don't seek out feedback or people who don't... Um, don't welcome feedback, scare me. They absolutely scare me. Um, <laughs> they absolutely scare me because I, I, I don't know if I can follow a person who doesn't want feedback. Bless you, Pastor Nathaniel. Thank you for joining me today. You look at that text in Mark chapter 9. Here it is, the disciples, they're out there. Uh, um, the man brings his son to him, and he they can't cast this demon out. Mark chapter 9, read it for yourself. And the Bible says in verse 28 that they went to Jesus privately and said, What happened? 
What happened? What did we do wrong? Why couldn't we perform that miracle? Why couldn't we bring about the results that we wanted to see? Why couldn't we? Because Jesus already defined the win for them in Matthew chapter 10. He says, look, when you go out, cast out devils. That's the win. Um, in ministry, that was the win for them. And they did, they under-delivered. They under-delivered. And they had a chance, an opportunity. They could have just kept going like, well, okay, you know, that happened and, and move on. But they went to Jesus and they said, I need an evaluation. What took place? Why didn't I see the results that I should have saw? Um, what could we have done differently? Why couldn't we cast this devil out? And so you see even the disciples valuing feedback, valuing evaluation. And so I thought that was an amazing, 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 bless you, Lady Gorel, amazing, amazing, amazing um, scripture that pointed out the power of evaluation. So if the disciples had to evaluate their performance, uh-huh, why do we feel like we don't, in ministry, we don't have to evaluate our performance? You have to evaluate. Are we meeting the goals we set? Speaking of goals, you should have ministry goals, Right. Are we meeting the goals that we set in ministry or are we just floating along? And because the presence of God has showed up, we just say, OK, God was pleased. So we don't need to evaluate the disciples evaluated when they realized they were not seeing the results that they wanted to see. They took the moment to seek out feedback. As leaders, we have to be in a position where we're not afraid of feedback, but we seek out feedback. People who run from evaluations, they honestly, they scare me. They run from feedback, they scare me. Because if you um, if you don't value feedback, in essence, what you're saying is you don't value, you have not yet prioritized progress, right? If you're not valuing feedback, then what you're saying to me, in essence, is you have not yet prioritized progress, when progress is a priority for you, you will seek out feedback. They wanted Jesus. Help me evaluate this experience. What did I do? What didn't I do? What could I have done better? And so there are three areas where you want to um, have evaluation. You want to evaluate yourself as a leader. I'm talking to I'm talking to leaders in every area. So whether you're a parent, whether you are a leader uh, uh, in ministry, a pastor, senior pastor, co-pastor, associate pastor, you know, all the titles we have, apostle, prophet, fivefold, wherever you are, you could be over the usher board. Wherever you are in ministry, you should evaluate your leadership. And if you're in business, evaluate your leadership. Then you want to evaluate your team. And then you and the team together evaluate the ministry or the business, right? So when we talk about evaluating your yourself, bless you, Jonathan. Thank you for joining me today. So when we talk about evaluating your leadership, right? Because people who run from feedback or people who don't value feedback have failed to make progress a priority. So you want to ask, these are just two questions that I'm going to give you today that helps you to evaluate your uh, leadership. Number one, how do I need to change? And number two, where do I want different outcomes, right? How do I need to change and where do I want different outcomes? Those are just two quick questions that can get you started on the road to evaluating your performance as a leader. Because um, what I call this the gap analysis, right? Um, it's where you have um, an image of yourself, right? You, you have a way you see yourself in your leadership, but then there's a way that people perceive you, okay, in your leadership. 
And sometimes there's a gap. It doesn't match. Um, and if you go back in the scripture, you'll see even, I believe it's either Matthew 13 or Matthew 16, where Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? He was evaluating his leadership. Okay, this is how I perceive my leadership and who I am and what I do. But what are people seeing? What is the brand that I am promoting? Because sometimes you'll realize that there is a difference between what you say you value and the behaviors, what your behaviors say you value. Um, and I had a great awakening with that when I had um, did an evaluation of my schedule, right? Here I was as a leader saying, oh, I value family. Oh, yes, family is number one. I value family. Then I started to look at my schedule. Every single day for seven days, I kept track of everything that I did. And I realized even though I'm saying I value family, I spent no time with family. So even though my mouth was saying a value, my behaviors were saying something else. And so sometimes we need to bring our behaviors into an alignment with what we believe. Um, and, and that takes time. So those two questions can get you started. Let's talk about team performance evaluations. This is so critical, so, so critical. Because um, so many times in ministry, we avoid we avoid evaluations. We, we avoid it. We're like, oh, I don't want to have that conversation. Um, but I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to give you a couple of questions um, that you can consider. Um, and, and one thing I want to say about evaluating the people on your team, I'm talking about if you're in leadership, you're in ministry, and you have people on your team um, that serve with you for a particular project or in just in ministry in general, um, clarification comes before evaluation. Right. I want you to write that down. Clarification comes before evaluation. Sometimes we want to evaluate people on points that were never clear. Right. And what happens is you begin to generate a frustration in them towards you and the assignment because they were operating without clarity. And so what you end up doing is saying a lot of you should have or why didn't you those kind of statements. And what happens is when that evaluation is over. When that evaluation is over and you might have set goals and y'all are like on the same page, they will remember how they felt in that evaluation and forget the goals that they set in that evaluation, right? Because uh, what Maya Angelou said, people will, um, people will, um, rem people will forget what you do for them, but they will always remember how you treated them. Right. It's something to that effect. And that's what happens. So when you have to have clarity before you can evaluate because where where you have clarity, where you're clear on your results and your methods. Right. You can. That's where you define the win. Right. Define the win. What does a win look like for your ministry team? What does it look like for your church? Um, when we say we won, what does that picture look like? Right. Defining that before they take action. Right. So they have clarity before you actually start to evaluate them. Um, OK, so number two is this. Why these team evaluations don't work. Right. Number one, we approach it with the wrong attitude. When you approach the evaluation, and you're like, oh, let's just get this over with. When you approach it with that attitude, you are sure to not get the results that you want. <laughs> you are sure to not get those results. Bless you, Sharon. Thank you for joining me today. Um, you are sure to not get the results that you want. Number two, you've already created. This is a good one. Y'all hear me? This one right here is good. I'm about to tell y'all something. This right here is good. <laughs> because um, sometimes we mix up our... 
Coloring, right? We all see through a lens of our experience. And sometimes we color situations and people through the lens of our experience. And we begin to treat them out of that. And what I mean is this. Sometimes we look at people, we look at their behaviors, and we already create a narrative to explain their behavior, right? We already create a narrative in our mind of why they're doing what they're doing. We never have a conversation with them. We never clarify with them anything. We just already assume we know. And then we call it, quote, unquote, discernment. We have to be careful with that. We really, really have to be careful with that because some things is discernment and then some things you have just created a narrative in your mind to support your suspicion. That's good. I know. I know that's good. Thank you. (laughs) Because a lot of, so many of us do that. So many of us do that. Oh, I know why she act like that. I know why she, no, you probably just need to ask before you assume. And so when you don't ask and you assume, you create these narratives that cause a distance between the two. Um, and, And it causes things to be unnecessarily straining on your relationship. Number three, we stay away from evaluating our staff or the people, again, that serve with us on our teams, those that we lead because we either we either value results over relationships or we value relationships over results but the two the relationships and the results have to marry relationships and results have to marry sometimes we value results over relationships and what that looks like is we put projects before people I remember I used to be like that and I'm just sharing with you again my experience because I want you to know that I'm not um I'm not telling you guys this because I've perfected it. I'm telling you guys this because, again, these are just some of the things that I'm learning as I go. And I want to make sure that you can avoid some of these pitfalls. So, um, I mean, back in the day when I was leading a team, I was just so, I was a pit bull for results. I mean, I just, and and although we had such a successful run at what we did in youth ministry at the time, we had such a successful run. I mean, it, it was an amazing, an amazing, amazing turnout. I still lost a lot of people along the way because I, I valued projects over people. And it was so bad to, and this is just an analogy, it never really happened, but just an analogy. If someone was bringing me paperwork that I needed for a meeting and they ended up getting in a car accident on their way over, when they're calling to tell me they're in, in a car accident, I would be like, okay, so, okay, um, so are you going to still be able to bring the paperwork? <laughs> That's how bad I was. I'm telling you, I was horrible. Not that that situation actually happened, but that was my attitude towards people. I objectified them because I was so uh, bent on the mission that I forgot the mission included the people. A ministry is people. And people don't know, don't care what you know until they know that you care. And so I, I had to realign, again, my beliefs and my behaviors so that you saw what I, I valued most. Hey, JR, so glad you're on. And so that was one of the things that I did. And so we have to marry the two. We have to marry um, results and relationships. Sometimes with relationships, we too chummy chummy. We're so chummy chummy that um, we, we we can't approach them about something they did wrong. 
we hanging out with them, going out and doing all this stuff. And, you know, we're so familiar with them that now I'm uncomfortable to correct you. You have to be careful because you're the leader. You have a responsibility to them. And if you're a pastor if you're, or, or, or um, if you're in, in a shepherding type of leadership role, you have a responsibility to God and to their soul. So you have to put your little, they may not want to go with you to Applebee's for a little while because you, you have to say some things that, that need to be said during that evaluation. And so uh, um, you have to, again, marry the two because you want to generate measurable results and you want to cultivate great relationships, right? You write that down. You want to generate measurable results, but you also want to cultivate great relationships. So again, the two must marry. You, the two must marry. And so my advice to you, this is my advice, um, instead of doing a time of evaluation like twice a year, because you should at least be doing it twice a year, right? Have um, replaced that traditional type of evaluations with the performance conversation, right? And when I say performance conversation, take time to have casual conversations about their performance when you see them. Don't wait until there's a buildup of an issue, right? And then you try to attack it. Don't wait for that. While you're walking, I'm going to give you a few conversation starters, some questions that you can use as you go in conversations with people that you serve and that serve with you um, that can help you start the evaluation process. So I hope I've been helpful. I'm going to give you this, these six questions and then I'm going to get out of your hair because I really, really believe that. These last three months, you want to evaluate. I'm telling you, I feel so impressed by the Holy Spirit to keep saying that. Don't end this year without evaluating your ministry, without evaluating your teams, your church, your organization, your business, whatever it is, your life, your finances. Evaluate. Because in order to take an effective step forward, you must first take a step back and look at where you've been. Again, like I said before, experience is not the best teacher. <laughs> evaluated experience is the best teacher and so you have to evaluate your experiences why because wisdom seeks out clarity but evaluation evaluated experience delivers it so if you want to start to see the results you want to see again I talked about early hey Renee Lavidia Ramel thank you guys for joining me um, I talked about earlier Mark chapter 9 where the disciples sought out evaluation with Jesus when they did not see the results that they wanted to see they said, wait a minute, we need to talk about this. Why couldn't we cast out this devil? They sought out feedback. They sought out counsel. And they sought out ways to improve how they led, improve how they served, so that they could begin to see an increase in their capacity. And so um, here are some, again, we're talking about um, evaluating your performance, your team's performance. Here are some conversation starters to start you on the road to evaluating your team, right? Their team performance. So number one question, and you guys, I, I, you, I know you might, you might not have time to write it down right now, but you can listen to the replay and you can take notes, okay? So number one is, what were you trying to accomplish? So this is a question that you can start with um, when you're asking, um, having that performance conversation, right? Um, what, were the, what were you trying to accomplish? What did you do to achieve that desired result? What worked? What didn't work? What will you do differently next time? And the question I love, how can I help? Because especially in ministry as leaders, sometimes we forget that we are here to serve. They serve with us and they might even serve us, but we have to serve them as well. So how can I help you achieve those goals?
Okay, so those are just six starter questions that can help you in your performance conversation with your teams. Okay, again, if the disciples sought out evaluation, if they sought out um, feedback, if they made it a priority, then how much more should we at this day and age and in ministry and what we're doing and all of the people and parts that are involved? Um, it's so important. So for those of you, thank you so much, Jonathan. Those of you who enjoyed it, please give me a thumbs up if you have any questions. Questions. I'll give you 30 seconds to type them in and I'll try to answer them for you. Um, but um, if you have any questions, I'm here. You can inbox me again. We're talking about the power of evaluation. Um, my name is Chanel Ramsey. I'm a leadership coach. I have an organization called Power Up Urban Leadership Network. I want you to go find that page on Facebook and like it. Join it so you can stay abreast of the great things that we're doing um, and be a part of something upcoming up soon. Um, we're excited about this, this, this time, these last three months, take time to evaluate, right? So that you can make a better, a better step forward. And, um, you can see the results that you want to see in life and in leadership, right? Cause there's no reason for us to keep doing this thing and we're not being effective. There's no reason for us to keep doing this and we're not seeing the results that God promised us that we would see, right? Where there's a will, there's a way, as they say, <laughs> Oh man, managing up. Oh, I was gonna do a. I was gonna actually do a Facebook live talking about the difference between management and leadership. <laughs> I'm actually gonna do one because um, evaluation is absolutely a part of managing. It's a part of managing. Um, so, um, and a lot of people manage and don't lead or lead and don't manage. And that's, there's a gap there. There's a gap there and we need to talk about that. So we definitely, we're gonna come back and do a whole scope on management and leadership. All right, you guys have any comments? Let me know that you enjoyed it. Let me know that you got something out of it. Like I always tell people at the end of my workshops or um, my trainings, yes, we do on-site training. So if you want to invite us to invite my, myself and my team to your local church, we will come and do a leadership training or a ministry training at your site. Um, we'll do a workshop to empower your people. Um, we actually customize results. So if you want a, a particular topic address, if you want um, to, for us to focus on certain things, we sit down, we customize customize your workshop experience. So you can find us on powerupnetwork.org for more information about that, but you can hit me up um, on Facebook or you can um, reach me um, in Facebook uh, Messenger and I will get back to you and let you know more information about that. Um, but there are so many different things that we want to share with you and we're available to come and sit with you one-on-one -on -one if you need it. Um, but this is the end of the year and it's time for us to evaluate. Oh, thank you so much, Lady Gorel. Thank you so much. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. We're actually going to be um, I'm ministering out on Sunday at a um, church in Long Island. And then in November, I'm doing a leadership training for a church um, in Brooklyn. And so um, we're, we're filling up our calendar for the end of the year because we want to start 2017 strong. So really all that I'm doing as we go into this end of the year with these sessions that I'm doing with churches and with leaders is we're trying to jumpstart 2017. That's my goal. We're going to jumpstart 2017. We're going to come in that year strong. I want to see the body of Christ overall come into the year strong and be efficient and effective at what we do in ministry. That's my heart. That's my goal. I love you guys. If you have any questions, you can always hit me up. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Again, I'm no ministry. I'm no leadership expert, but I do, I do have some things that I've learned along the way that I want to share with you to make us. Thank you again for joining us on the Power Up Podcast, Lead It or Leave It with your host, Chanel Ramsey, where we seek to 
inspire, and empower today's leaders. For more information about Power Up, we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org. Or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org. Feel free to subscribe, go on social media, like our page, and follow us. Till next week, be inspired.